raise our children to know him in a way that they wouldn't and otherwise have the ability to impart into them. Um, something that I always did with my children is I always prayed with my children up until they got up old enough to where they developed a prayer life for themselves. So this is what I want to I want to challenge and ask each of you. Do you promise to do everything within you to make sure that your children are raised to know and to fear God and to walk in His ways all the days of their life? Do you promise to not only send them to church, but take them to church? Hmm? To raise them in a godly atmosphere. Don't let church just be the place where they come and learn about Jesus. Home needs to be the place they learn about Jesus. You can take and you can put children in a good Sunday school class, but nothing is going to teach them more than what they learn in the presence of their mamas and daddies. And we need to be careful about where we go and what we do because if we'll look behind us, we'll see little footprints that are falling right in our tracks. And a lot of times we want to raise children in the, and we want to say to them things and say, do as I say, not as I do. You see, because when I was first saved, my wife, when I was being going through some things and some things that needed to be delivered in my life, my wife was pregnant with my first baby. And I looked and I said, if I don't get free from this, I have no right to tell them they can't do it. Because I'm the one who's leading this family. I'm the priest over the home. Fathers, I want you to know you're the priest over the home. You're to take a godly stand. You're to raise these children. You're to pray over your children. You're to love your children and cherish your children. And I want to encourage you to do that. Mothers, a, mother can, a mother's hug can do a lot for a child. And their love is like chicken noodle soup. It soothes everything, <laughs> makes everything better. But I won't challenge you to raise your children to hear the word of God. They need to hear mom and daddy praying. They need to see you living godly lives. Amen. And we just want to take them and dedicate them to the Lord today. I thank you so much. I think that's a very important part. This nation needs more children dedicated to the Lord. Amen.
Hallelujah. And I want you, I want to challenge you parents this. You let your children know how great they are. And God's going to use you in a great way. Amen. God bless you. Amen. You can be seated. Hallelujah. 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 And right now, I want to say that um, we got a new men's minister. We uh, appreciate our brother Collins for uh, ministering to the men all this time. But uh, we want to bring Bill up. Amen. He's going to be our new men's minister, director. And I want you to just stretch your hands this way as we pray for him. Because we're believing for great and mighty things. Father, I praise you right now, Lord Jesus. I praise you for your spirit over Brother Bill, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God. Father God, that he didn't choose you, but you chose him. And Father, I thank you right now, Lord God, for your spirit resting on him, Lord God. I thank you, Lord Jesus. Father God, for you're not giving him good ideas, but God ideas, Lord God. And Father, you're going to use him mightily, Lord Jesus, to see the men's ministry go forward. We honor you, we praise you, and we glorify your holy name for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You want to say something? Okay. First of all, I just want to congratulate Richard. Um, he uh, has been wanting to be with the Royal Range, be over them for a long, long time. And um, he has spoke to me a few months ago about... Uh, coming aboard with him and I uh, appreciate everything that he's did with the men's ministry and so I got some big feet to feel so uh, I invite every one of you men out to men's ministry we're going to do a lot of great things uh, we're going to do some fishing hunting we're going to do a lot of good things and uh, bring your your little boys out um, that you know like he said earlier you know you, you got to lead by example and I think in men's ministry, it's not all about coming and eating some food and talking about the Lord as mentoring your little ones. So, so I look forward to seeing y'all tonight, 5 o'clock. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you. Um, how many of you know that this world is in a mess? I want us to uh, remember this, this nation needs a lot of prayer. But I want you to know that this, that yes, we do need a lot of prayer. And yes, we do need a lot of help. But we're still the greatest nation on the face of the earth. But what we're seeing is a result of pushing God out. You can't have protection and push the protector out. All these things that are happening is because of demonic spirits that are being loosed over this world. And they will go anywhere that they're not, that they don't feel any opposition any opposing factors. And we're pushing God out of every aspect of our lives in society. See, we want the double standard because we want the protection of God, but we don't want the Spirit of God. 
And we've got to get back to the anointing. People, we've had to have the anointing of God in our lives because that's the only thing that's going to protect us. That's the only thing that's going to keep us. We've learned to do church and to have just normal routine church services because we've learned it. We started out, maybe we started out with the Spirit of God and wanted the Spirit of God in our lives and everything, but somewhere along the way, we've learned to do church. That's never the way God intended it to be. We'll sit and we'll talk about for hours about how it used to be in the good old days, but I'm looking forward to what God's going to do in the good old now days. Amen? I'm looking for a new thing. Amen? I'm not looking for an old anointing. I'm not looking. Listen, I think some of the old songs were great. I think some of the, uh, you know, there's a difference between us singing a song and singing an anointed song. Amen? There's something different about having preaching and anointed preaching. Amen? There's something different when we come into the house of God about having a service than having an anointed service. God wants us to have the anointing, the freshness of the anointing. You see, listen, I, I can remember as a kid when I used to, when I, when I came to church, I can remember going down to the altar and my mama would want me to go down to the altar and be anointed and, uh, and have the preacher pray over me or something, and I couldn't, I didn't want to go to the altar and be anointed because it was something about the oil that I couldn't stand. One thing about it was it was old, it was sticky, and it stunk. <laughs> How many of you been there? You've been to those places where the olive oil set up on the pulpit and it stayed there forever. They hardly ever used it, but when they did use it, they pulled it out. It was sticky, and they stick it on your head, and it stunk. It, stank, it smelled rancid. Well, see, that's the way it is a lot of times in the church today. We want to pull out the old oil, and we want to put on people, and we don't understand why they don't want to be anointed. We don't, they don't understand why they don't want to have the Spirit of God or claim the Spirit of God because we've claimed to have the Spirit of God but denying the power. Amen? We've claimed to have something that we don't have. People are looking for a fresh anointing. People are looking for something that is fresh in our lives. And listen, I can't live. I can remember going to Brownsville in 1995. I was sent there to go see if it was really real. I went there. I got prayed for. I went out in the spirit, and I was out 45 minutes. They anointed me. They prayed for me. That was great, and that was fine. But that was then. God is not. God done something in my life then that got me to where I am today, but if I live on that old anointing, it won't be fresh. God's is wanting to do a new thing. He's wanting to do a fresh thing in our hearts and in our lives. Amen? Hallelujah. We must have the anointing of God. If you got your Bibles, I want you to turn with me today to Exodus, the 30th chapter. I believe with all of my heart when we get and begin to walk in the fullness of the anointing that God has called us to, we're going to begin to see the miracles that he has for his church. Listen, I'm not seeking miracles. I've seen miracles. I'm seeking the miracle maker. I'm looking to him. But it's a shame and a disgrace for people to to come into the house of God and lead the same way that they came. 
Exodus 30 and verse 22, it says, Moreover, the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Also take for yourself quality spices, 500 shekels of liquid myrrh, half as much sweet-smelling cinnamon, 250 shekels, 250 shekels of sweet-smelling cane, 500 shekels of cassia, according to the shekel of the sanctuary, and a hen of olive oil. Now, that hen of olive oil is about 5.5 quarts. That's a lot of oil. See, we just want a touch. (laughs) We just want a little oil. God don't want us to have just a little oil. He wants us to have the fullness of the anointing oil. And he said, and you shall make these a holy anointing oil, an ointment compound according to the art of the perfumer. It shall be a a holy anointing oil. And you shall anoint Aaron and his sons and consecrate them that they may minister to me as priests. And you shall speak to the children of Israel saying, this shall be a holy anointing oil to me throughout your generations. Now just let me tell you this. The anointing is not just for me. The anointing is not just for you. It is for all the generations to come. Somebody says, well, you know, I don't know if the Holy Spirit is for me. Yes, the Holy Spirit is for you. And he says, and it shall not be poured out on man's flesh. Here's the thing. A lot of times we we think that we can do anything and still have the anointing of God. Let me just tell you this. Salvation is free, but the anointing is going to cost you everything. Nor shall you make any other like it according to the composition. And it, it is holy, and it shall be a holy to you. Whoever compounds any like it or whoever puts any on an outsider or a stranger shall be cut off from his people. And let me just tell you this. The, the anointing don't come on strangers. What are you talking about? I'm talking about the anointing don't come on people who are far away from God. Now listen, I have children in in Mobile, Alabama. But if I never make contact with them after a while, if I don't make contact with them, if if I don't keep my relationships with them after a while, we'll become strangers. I won't know them anymore even though they're my biological children. If I don't keep contact with them, I won't know them and they won't know me. So how can we think that we cannot have a relationship with God and not become a stranger to Him? Yet we want the anointing, we want the power, we want the infilling of the Spirit, but we just want to do that on Sundays. We wonder why people are coming in bound. We wonder, listen, we're, we're wringing our hands and we wonder what we're going to do for people who are bound on drug addictions, who are, who are, who are hooked on, on, on pills, who are hooked on alcohol, who can't seem to get free from that. And we wonder how we're going to get them free from it. Listen, it's not going to be from coming to church on Sunday morning. It's not going to be from coming to church or, or seeing somebody that goes to church on a Wednesday night, but it's going come from having the anointing that destroys the yoke and lifts the burden off of people's lives. 
Psalms 92 and 10 says, But my horn you have exalted like a wild ox. I have been anointed with fresh oil. How many of you know the Lord wants us to have fresh oil? I wrote this down yesterday. It says, The church has become more concerned and put more emphasis on past revivals, anointed services way back when instead of receiving what God is doing today. See, we want to talk about, it's easy for us to talk about because we, we can remember what, what we walked in years ago and how we walked in and how the anointing of God was really moving in a church. Well, let me just tell you how that happened. That happened through men and women of God coming together and praying and seeking God and spending time in His presence. That come when people begin to sanctify themselves. A word that we don't use today because nobody wants to be sanctified. Everybody just wants to do their own thing, but they want the fullness of what God has for them. But listen to me. It cannot happen unless we sanctify ourselves, set ourselves apart. Honey, listen. If I didn't set myself apart for that woman and that woman alone right there, I wouldn't have that woman very long. If I don't set myself apart for God, I cannot expect the anointing that he has designed for me. A lot of times we're mourning and, we, and, and we're talking about the, the, the anointings of yesteryear. And we're talking about how God poured out his spirit on them. And it's like Samuel when Samuel was crying out over Saul. And God said, how long are you going to mourn over Saul? I have rejected him. But put the horn of oil, get you a horn of oil and go down to Jesse's house. For I have a king among his people. Come on, somebody. It's time that we have a fresh anointing in the Bible. Bible says that he went down and he saw the first one that come before him and he thought that he would be the one that would be anointed because he just looked right. It don't have nothing to do with looks. It has everything to do with the heart. You see, what I'm learning is, is the Spirit of God is not drawn to what we do in front of other people. The Spirit of God is drawn to what we do when we're not around nobody. When you by yourself, are you praising Him when you're going through a rough spot in your life? Are you glorifying him? Are you magnifying him when everything seems to be falling apart? Are you, are, you, are you sitting there fidgety and worried about everything that's going on? Listen to me. I put my trust in the one in the one true God who can bring me out of any, every situation. Every situation. I'm not worried about how much you hear me praise now. I want to know that when I'm by myself that I can lift up my hand and I can worship the Lord. I can magnify the Lord and set it out atmosphere to where the presence of God come, can come down and the anointing can destroy the yoke of the enemy that would try to come on my life. Hallelujah. In Luke 7, verse 37, it says, And behold, a woman of the city who was a sinner... When she knew that Jesus sat at the table of the Pharisees, brought an alabaster box, a flask of fragrant oil, and she stood at the feet behind him, weeping 
And she began to wash his feet with her tears and wipe them with her hair of her head. And she kissed his feet and anointed them with fragrant oil. Let me just tell you this. When there's freshness of oil, there's awareness of it in the house. When there's fresh anointing, you don't have to tell nobody there's fresh anointing. You don't have to tell somebody that you're anointed. Hmm? You don't have to tell people you're anointed. People will see the anointing on you. It's evident when there's fresh oil on you. See, it's not just, see, we, we, we're, we've grown accustomed to where we come into churches and there's just a little bit of oil. We just want to touch. If I can just feel just a little better. When we pray for somebody, God didn't want us to pray for somebody so that they could just feel better. He wanted us to pray for somebody so that they can be healed, so that they can be delivered and set free, so that they can be changed Don't tell me you're changed. Don't tell me Jesus come inside your life and it didn't change you. You look like a duck. You walk like a duck. And you quack like a duck. You're a duck. I don't care what society tells you. Society tells people that they can change their genders. I, hey, listen. If that were true, that would be good because I could buy my wife cubic zirconians and she could claim they was diamonds. <laughs> Save a lot of money. But we have taken... We have taken... Um, the realness of what God wants us to have and traded it. Listen to this. We started, it says, for those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be kindly, carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and what? Peace. See, when we set our minds on doing things on our own ability and just doing what we can do and lose focus on who we belong to and stop getting our minds on the spiritual things of God, we lose hope. And we're not walking in the anointing that God's designed us to walk in. It says, because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can it be. So then, those who are in the flesh cannot please God. He's not talking about us just being in this flesh. He's talking about us walking in the effects of this flesh. We're to bring this flesh under subjection. And he's talking about being filled with the Spirit in Acts 2 and 9. He says, For the promise is to you and to your children and to all who are far off, or as many as the Lord our God will call. 
In order for us to have what God wants us to have and, and to walk into the fullness of what he has, we have to be sanctified. But a lot of times we've given up the fullness of the anointing of God for imitation. What are you talking about? Did you know that right now in restaurants, most of you don't even know this, you go into restaurants and eating guacamole that's made out of Mexican squash. You know that, did you? I just seen this the other day on the news. I thought it was interesting because my wife loves guacamole. But they're making it out of Mexican squash. And a lot of people's not even catching it. There's a lot of things that are happening in the church today that is not the anointing. And people's not catching it. Hmm? Because we've learned to do church. And we've learned to accept if things don't go the way that we think that they ought to, well, then it must not be God. But how many of you know that the Bible says that by, he said, Behold, I will do a new thing. Shall you not know it? How many of you know a new thing is something that we've never seen before? So it might be that God is trying to do a new thing in our lives just because we haven't seen it don't mean it's not God. But what God's trying to do is get us into a place of where the anointing can flow in our lives and we can have fresh oil to where the freshness of the oil. But see, here's the thing. Oil comes with a price. All comes by squeezing. You, you know, a lot of us, we, we, don't, we don't understand the hard places that we're going through. We don't understand the things and the circumstances that we're facing in our life. But could it be that God's trying to get the best out of us? He's not trying to tear us apart. He's not trying to break us down. He's just trying to get the best all out of us in order for us to be all that we can be for the kingdom of God. But we can't have what he wants us to have unless we walk in purity. Amen. Ecclesiastes 9 and 8 says, Let your garments always be white and let your head like no oil. When we walk in purity, our heads will never lack having the oil of God on our lives. It will always, we will always be anointed. Psalms 24 and 3 through 5 says, Who may ascend into the hill of the Lord? How many of you want to go to the house of the Lord? How many of you want to go to where the presence of the Lord is? Or who may stand in a holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who has not lifted up his soul to, to an idol, nor sworn deceitfully. Now, what are you talking about? Lifted up soul to idols. What is an idol? Anything that you put before God.
Paul said this in 1 Corinthians 9, 17, but I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, lest when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. It's not good enough to preach if you're not walking it. It's not good enough to tell people what to do if we're not walking and doing what we're supposed to do. Because the proof is in the pudding. It's in the ingredients. You don't bake a cake and leave the main ingredients out. You'll wind up having a flatjack. But when you put everything that's designed to be in there, when you use everything that God has designed us to use, guess what? We become everything that he's designed us to be. Matthew 7, 21 through 23, it says, Not everyone says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. But he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness or have cast off restraint. Hmm? God wants us to have the fullness of his anointing. I want, us, I want you to understand today that God wants us to not have imitation. He wants us to have the real. See, there's a lot of things that are imitation. You know, I, I can go back to Second uh, Chronicles, the 12th chapter, where, where if you remember the story of Rehoboam, Rehoboam, because of the sins of Israel, Egypt, the king of Egypt, had come in and stole all the gold shields and took all the gold shields that if you took in today's... Um, uh, the price of today of what they would cost would be about $50 million. The gold shields that Solomon had made. He'd made 300. And Rehoboam, because of the sin of Israel, Egypt came in and took them. Listen, if you're not careful, what God has brought you out of will creep in and steal what God has given you. And Rehoboam did not ever inquire or go after the shields, but what he did to try to keep morale up is he went and made brass shields. Something that would sort of similar looking from a distance of what they had before. And I'm afraid that's what the church has done a lot of times with the anointing. Instead of paying the price and having what God has designed us to have, we have settled 
for something that's similar, something that looks like it. We've settled for charisma. We've settled for a little bit of touch of Jesus every now and then. And we've not really went after what God has for us. God hasn't want us to have less than his best. I, I don't know about you, but I'm not going to settle for something that's similar to the anointing. I want the fullness of his anointing. I want the power of his anointing. I want his anointing. I want fresh oil. I want fresh oil in my life. The Bible says that when Samuel went to, went to David and when David come before him, he poured the, whole, the horn of oil upon David and from that day forward, the anointing of God came upon David. And I believe to say to some of you today that from this day forward, God's anointing is going to come on your life and going to bring change to you. We're not going to have imitation. We're going to have the real deal. We're going to have the fullness of God's anointing in this house. I'm not willing. Whatever it takes. Listen. I knew when God called me here that I couldn't do it on my own. I need Him. I need His Spirit. I need His anointing. You need His anointing. We need His anointing. Florence needs His anointing. I'm sick and tired of the devil wrecking homes. I'm sick and tired of the devil wrecking families. We need the anointing. It's the only the anointing destroys the yoke and lifts the burdens. It's only the genuine anointing. I'm not talking about getting up and filling a few doodads and, and having goosebumps. I'm talking about where you get into the anointing and the power and the presence of God. I'm talking about when we begin to fast and we begin to pray. Listen, I'm telling you, the devil don't want us to come together. He's trying to divide and he's trying to conquer, but God is bringing his church together. And when we begin to come together and we begin to fast and we begin to pray, I'm telling you, all hell is going to tremble. I don't know about you, but I'm not willing to sit back and say that I can't do certain things because of my limitations of what I can do. But I'm telling you that when the anointing of God gets involved, when the anointing of God comes down, things begin to happen. People begin to get delivered. People begin to get set free. Salvation comes to homes. People that were being ripped apart all of a sudden begin to come together again because of the power and the anointing of God. Because where the anointing of God is there is liberty. There is power. There is strength. There is freedom in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Galatians 3 and verse 2 and 3, it says, This only I want to learn from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Are you so foolish, having begun in the Spirit, are you now being made perfect in the flesh? We can't be made perfect in the flesh. No matter how you dress it up, the flesh can't help us. 
but the Spirit of God can. I don't care where you've been, but I'm concerned about where we're going. God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can think or ask according to the power that works within us. And that power is the anointing of God. And we, oh, we need Him. We need His presence. We need His anointing because it's that that's going to set the captive free. It's that that's going to straighten out the things that are going on in our families. We need His anointing. Let's all stand. If you're here this morning and you need to rededicate your life to the Lord but you've got some things in your life that you haven't been able to break free from I want to tell you that today the anointing of the Lord is here and he destroys the yoke and lifts the burden I don't care what kind of program you've been through and what they've told you. That no matter what you go through and no matter how many times you've done it, no matter how long you've been free, you're always going to be an alcoholic. You're always going to be a drug addict. That is a lie of the devil. All who are in Christ Jesus is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Come on. You can be set free and totally free. Because the anointing destroys the yoke. Amen. Hallelujah. If that's you, I want you to come. Come on. Any of you here today, you want special prayer, you need help from the Lord. Come on you got addictions that need to be broken in your life. Come on. Come on. Come on. Several others. Come on. You need God to do a special touch. and You need a special touch of God. You need the anointing to break some things in your life. Come on. Come on. This is your day. This is your day.